and it was the backside of Brandon Moore that knocked the ball. How does this keep happening? Let's make sure we play like the New York Jets and not some slap team. Jets, that's not going to go that smooth. The same way I feel about your Jets making the playoffs or even being competitive in December, sir. about it i am ready to get hurt again michael scott said it best it's week one is approaching and i am ready to get hurt again manny are you though are I, you i i am i am and this is a it's a tradition like the week before i start watching like all the classic heartbreaks i i just prepare myself for what's coming because i know what's coming more heartache but regardless i love it all other Jets fans love it, and welcome to episode number one of Better Jets Fans. I am one of your hosts, Daniel Granada, along here with Bearded Fanatic. How are you, Manny? I'm doing amazing. I'm doing amazing. Listen, it's it's been a long road, but we're here. We're here on the inaugural season opener, episode one of the Better Jets Fan podcast. Thank you for uh, for doing this with me. Our history goes really, really far back. I even put on a green shirt for you. It's kind of wrinkled. Hopefully, you don't knock on me for it. But I wanted to show a little bit of support. Fuck your Jets. But during our show, I will <laughs> I will give you the respect you deserve. Well, if people didn't notice, uh, I said bearded fanatic because Mr. Bearded Fanatic is a diehard season ticket holding Dolphins fan. But, you know, unbiased, which is why I can talk football with you all day. I try to be the same way. So we go back and forth. But, you know, we keep it as neutral as possible when we're talking X's and O's. Facts. And uh, that's one of the great things about our, I guess, our chemistry is something you have, you guys have to look forward to when you watch our show is we are as unbiased as they come. Um, a lot of people will either be really far to the right of the fandom or really far left. No pun intended. We are literally, nope, we're nope. just using these terms nope. as they no come. No politics. No politics. Right, right. We're either, some people are very far right. Some people are very far left. We are as dead center as we possibly get. We're as realistic as we could get. But Danny, nonetheless... Let's start talking some football, man. Let's and one do of the, it. One of the first hot topics that I couldn't believe, that I personally couldn't believe when I heard it, is this right here. Right here at the bottom of your screen. Is Zach Wilson going to be ready for week one? Nah. No. Um, I, I saw that and uh, like a Jets had a luncheon and somebody asked him if he would be ready. He said that he would be ready for week one. Maybe he meant mentally but, ready. Well, I, I, maybe he's physically, technically ready. But they're not actually going to put him out there. Okay. Like, he hasn't practiced yet. They're not going to put him against one of the best defenses in the league. Well, yep. you know what? Actually, we're going to get into that later. I don't even History. know if it's one of the best History. Best History. secondary. Yeah, and best secondaries in the league, I should better say. Yeah. Um, but, no, I, even if he's ready for week one, I mean, you yeah. have to say that, right? You yep. want the Ravens to – even if it's only two or three or four snaps in practice wasted on Zach Wilson is better than no – Snaps wasted on Zach Wilson. You gotta, yeah, you got to keep them guessing. So, I, I mean, I don't think that there's any chance that Zach Wilson plays. If he does randomly become a starter, I think we're going to have to have an emergency podcast. <laughs> Jump on here and talk about it. But I highly doubt that that happens. I think that it's unfortunately going to be Joe Flacco week one. But he, he might be ready. Maybe he's getting close. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, by when in your week do you kind of have to say who your starter is going to be? Uh, I think you have until when, when is it day the, of? The, no, no, no. I think unless they put questionable, which I highly doubt. They, I mean, they could technically they could, do that. They could. They could. Um, I guess day of if they put questionable, but I highly doubt it. Um, with with all the gambling, they they can't do that. It's a it's a, 
it's a very thin line. And you know what? I'm going to have to look into that. You don't want Vegas yeah. coming for you, ladies and gentlemen. No, definitely not. So you, you can so, get away with what Deshaun Watson did. You cannot get away ooh. messing with the betting lines. You cannot get away with that, sir. So based off of that, are we looking at Joe Flacco as your starter for week one in your best guesstimation? Yeah, 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 for sure. For sure. He was he was unfortunately the QB one in the preseason. And as much as I would like to see Mike White out there instead of him, it's going to be Joe Flacco. And um He's a statue back there, but we'll see how that goes week one. I don't want to put you on the spot, but I do want to dive into that a little bit more. Go for it. You know – let me not say you know. Based off, based off of history, you kind of know what kind of team you may be playing on Sunday as far as a Baltimore Ravens defense goes, right? Right. What do you think are – if there are any, and be as honest as you want, what are mm-hmm. some of the exploits that you think that Joe Flacco brings to the table if you don't have Zach Wilson out there? Uh, well, unfortunately, I think he has a very accurate deep ball. And Zach Wilson has quite the arm. But yes. Joe Flacco can sling it accurately. Yeah. The only thing is that because – and we're going to get into the, the details of the game a little later. Right, but right. Because the strength of the Ravens' defense is their secondary, I don't really think that there's much that Joe Flacco can do outside of releasing the ball quickly and accurately. Okay. Because Zach Wilson had a hard time throwing it accurately short. Um, but outside of that, I really don't think there's many positives – because Joe Flacco is, is not Joe Flacco of old. He's right. a statue back there. And I, I don't know if he's nervous because that one preseason game he played, he was get, moving around in that pocket a little more than he probably should have because it was a pretty clean pocket, that game that he was playing. And and, and not, let's get back to the to the main guy, Mr. – what you call him? Did you call him like the the, the new day age Joe Namath? Is that is that what you call him, Mr. Zach Wilson? No, 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 no. As far as off-the-field personality is kind of what I oh, meant. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Broadway Zach, for sure. All right, no, so Broadway off Zach. The field, he, has, he has the swag. Come on, you can't. Okay. Come on. Well, come let's on. talk, let's with talk this, about With this off-season, come on. Let's talk about that swag, because there's another person who's a fan of that swag. Mm. Do you, do you, I don't know if you know who I'm talking about. I don't know if you know yeah, who I'm I talking know about. Who I do, I do. Mr. Troy Aikman came out today, and they asked him a few questions about how he himself felt about Zach. And... Troy Aikman is no stranger to having a terrible rookie season, right? Correct. But he has some solid points when talking about Zach Wilson and how he how he saw him before he got drafted and the positives and negatives that he saw in his first season. So, Danny, is Troy Aikman a fan of the MILF Hunter? The issue I have with Troy Aikman is that I think he's one of the most overrated quarterbacks of all time. But oh, I guess that's I'm, I guess I'm right that, there with you. Yeah, but I guess that that's off topic. Um but I do agree with what he was saying. Uh, I'm going to throw up a stat for you that sure. I don't think a lot of people talk about. Okay. Troy Aikman is one of four, okay, one of four QBs since the Super Bowl era began that was a rookie, a starting rookie with a starting, I'm sorry, with a rookie head coach and a rookie offensive coordinator. So all three of those positions had rookie and a, only four really of those in line. history. Yeah. You know who the fourth and most recent one was? Who was the fourth and most recent one? You know who it was. I have no idea. You, it was Rob Sala, my boy no LaFleur, and Zach Wilson. I didn't know that, guys. It's, it's only happened four times in history. Now, obviously, it didn't pan out very well either time. Zach, what? Troy Aikman ended up with nine touchdowns and 18 interceptions. Yep. EJ Manuel ended up with 11 touchdowns and 19 Oof, interceptions. FSU, EJ Manuel. 
yeah, yeah. I mean, they ended up with six wins, at least. That's better than Troy Aikman with his right. no wins. Or, I'm sorry, one win, 15 losses. Yep. And then some dude, Mike Pagel. Honestly, that was before my time. I have no idea who that was. But who? He five, five touchdowns, seven interceptions. So, obviously, this is not the recipe for success. Does this mean that Zach Wilson is going to have a Troy Aikman type career or EJ Manuel career? I have no idea. It's yet to be seen, but I do see that. You know, it, it's it was a very um, unique circumstance. It's yeah. only happened four times before for you to have a rookie OC, a rookie head coach, and a rookie quarterback starting in, in the NFL. So, I mean, I still have hope because there's a lot to build off of last year. Here's where here's my two cents when it comes to Zach Wilson. And and we've talked about this on our preseason shows leading up to this. Mm. I believe in his arm talent. Oh, of course. Going back to his college days, you can't fake it that much. And that's kind of my point. Like at one point or another, throwing up bombs up there, sometimes people are going to make you pay for it. And you're right, it's the NFL. And the NFL, they will make you pay for it. Mm-hmm. But I think that once his psyche catches up to that arm talent, he's going to be a special quarterback. How special that's going to be, you, you've mentioned him a lot to a potential Brett Favre down the road just because of that guns, gunslinger mentality that he has. I could potentially yep. see that. Will he be as great as Brett Favre? Nobody knows. Nobody. Like, people who say adamantly no right now, they're just being haters. We don't know what he could be. But it, once that, if he gets that right offensive coordinator, right quarterback coach, right quarterback guru in his ear – because he's got, what is he, 22 years old? I think he just turned 22, 23 years old? 23, I believe. So 23 years old, let's say that he enters his prime at 26, 20, the beginning of his prime at 26, 27, Danny. If, and in our NFL nowadays, you may not get that long. Let's say that on the second team, he turns into the great, a, a very good quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. My point I'm making here is, in the NFL nowadays, they like yanking the leash, the leash very early. I think Zach Wilson has the capability of being a solid starter right now with the right tools around them, right? And I talk from experience when it comes to that. If you give him time for his mentality to catch up to that arm talent, I think you guys have a very special player at quarterback. I think he has the right offensive coordinator. Mike LaFour, I think the second half of the season, I felt like, I don't know if he was babysitting Zach the first half of the he season. He could be. He could be. But, but once Zach missed a handful of games and he had – uh, Mike White come in and then Joe Flacco and he just started letting loose and just airing out the ball. Yep. When Zach Wilson came back, he ended up playing a lot better the last few games that he played. So I think Mike LaFleur is, is ready to kind of let Zach loose and I think he, it's going to work out. Now it's really, really sucks that he got injured in the preseason game because yep. I really feel like he has the weapons now. I think Mike LaFleur trusts him. It, it's a booth Mike LaFleur now. It's not sideline Mike LaFleur. Right. So I, f- I feel like I think he's ready to take that step. And I feel like also this is a make or break year. I honestly believe as unfair as That's this tough. may be. That's tough. I, as unfair as this may be, I feel like the Jets have a nice young core. And if Zach Wilson has a poor year like he did last year, I think they might move on. And again, it's very unfair. But I think that the way they built this team as of right now, it looks like a good team that if you have a really good quarterback, this team could do some things, but it all depends on Zach now. Yep, and, and I get that. And like, like I said, in, in today's NFL, it's like you're in your second year, 23. We don't care. Next guy up. It could come back and bite you in the ass, but unfortunately, that's the way it goes. But 
moving what on. Was this kid's name? Was what was this kid's name from the Cardinals? Was it Josh Rosen? Yeah, Josh Rosen. Uh, I think, if I'm not mistaken, ninth overall pick by the Arizona Cardinals. One year. They didn't like what he saw, but the next year he was a Miami Dolphin. That didn't turn out. Ended up in Tampa Bay. Stints with it, it, the list goes on and on, but it's not fair. And like we said, life's not fair. But at the end of the no. day, I, I think let the kids' mental capacity catch up to that arm talent. I think you're going to have something special. But Danny, something even more exciting. This is episode one, right? Mm-hmm. That means we're talking about week one. And what better time to start talking? Let's preview the Baltimore Ravens playing your New York Jets this week, Danny. I was and, a lot more excited about this before Zach Wilson got injured. I'll tell you that. Yep. And it looks good from an injury standpoint. Obviously not with Zach Wilson's injury, but it looks like the Baltimore Ravens have a lot more injured than what you guys do. Right now on your report, you have injured reserve Vinnie Curry. Obviously Mekhi Becton, but we knew weeks back when he destroyed his kneecap that you weren't right. going to have him week one. Right. But with Zach wasn't saying what he said and him being questionable, maybe let's give him even doubtful, right? Uh-huh. You're coming injury-wise, you're coming into the game pretty solid. Right now, they have you as a seven-point underdog. So, let's talk about this game. We've, in the preseason, we talked about how we felt we were going to do this season. We don't have to go back yep. to that because we're going to preview each week. We're going to have this episode so we can preview what we think about the following game. We'll give you our predictions, and that's kind of what we're going to do right now. So, injury-wise, you're coming into the game good. Seven-point underdogs. How do you feel about this game? Well, DJ Reed hasn't played in the preseason. So, yep. that's... Supposedly he's questionable. I think he'll play, but that's a worry of mine. Uh, this game, I, I'm just – Lamar Jackson is the obvious worry here, right? Is he? Be, I know you hate on him. I know you hate on him. But he's the, because he's such an oddball to defend. And I feel like the Miami Dolphins kind of made the blueprint on how to beat him last year, that one Thursday night game. Thank you for that. I feel like you just have to just go out and just just bring the Blitz house really the shit out of him because you at that point you eliminate the running lanes yep. and you force him to pass. Now, obviously, Mark Andrews is his go-to target. Yep. So you have to have a linebacker and a safety, one on one under him and one above him, right? One over the top, one on the bottom covering Mark Andrews, and then bring everybody else because Lamar Jackson is going to have to prove that he can beat you with his arm. Yeah. Because Rashad Bateman is what, his, his next best target, I guess. That's the one that all the Ravens fans are hyped about. Yep. But, I mean, we have to wait and see if Sauce Gardner can, can live up to his building. He still hasn't been targeted in the preseason. Now, as a battered Jets fan, what am I expecting? I'm expecting the first snap of the Ravens offense to go deep on Sauce Gardner and for him to give up his first touchdown since high school, that is exactly what I'm expecting. I lived through Sam Darnold throwing his first NFL pass and it being a pick six. So yeah. these are the things that I expect to happen. Okay. So, yes, I, I my worry right now is Lamar Jackson. I hope that they, they're aggressive. I hope they bring the house. I hope that they force him to use his arm. I mean, last year the Dolphins whooped his ass. Yep. They made the blueprint. Yep. The next time that he played was against, I think, the Browns, and he ended up throwing four interceptions that game because yep. they also brought the house. So yep. I feel like the blueprint has been set. The Jets need to follow that blueprint. Don't mess around. Don't mess around. It was very vanilla in the preseason. But bring the house. Force him to show you that he can beat you. Don't give him any running lanes. 
and let's see what can happen. I mean, this game is going to have to be won on the defense. That's it. I like that you said this game is going to be won with the running game because that's exactly what the Baltimore Ravens have. They have an overhyped running back at quarterback. Listen, I told you we were as middle of the field as possible Mm -hmm. with our teams, but I'm going to give it to you, Blunt. You have if you're a Baltimore intern, you have a quarterback, you have a running back at quarterback. It is what it is. I don't give a damn. Come at me. Bearded Fanatic at Bearded Fanatic. Come at me. And you know, last year the Ravens only had three players. Well, I'm sorry, only three times that a player rushed for over 100 yards. Twice Lamar Jackson. And in the last game of the year, I forgot what the guy's name was, but they had some dude that ran for over 100 yards. Three times. So, I mean, they're rushing. Supposedly they were passing a lot more last year than they, they were actually running. Yeah, not successfully, obviously. But no. the, the, the Baltimore Ravens, were, again, we're going based off of history. The Baltimore mm-hmm. Ravens rely on their defense and a solid running game. And this is even from when Joe Flacco was their quarterback, right? Yep. So that's what that's where I'm leaning for. I think that the weakness, as much as I think it's your DBs, right? If you're bringing the house against them, that means you're stacking the box. That means you're going to have to stop players like J.K. Dobbins, which he's questionable for the game. I think he'll still play, but a lot of that, fake handoff, Lamar Jackson running with the ball is going to be a big X factor against you guys. Um, Maybe you feel more confident about your defensive line and your linebackers than I do. So, you know, by all means, I I, I stretch that olive branch to you to tell me where I'm wrong. But I think that I think I think that if you guys lose this game and I know we're not picking the game yet, but if you guys lose this game, I think you are going to lose it on the ground and it's not going to be in the air. Yeah. Is he going to have some nice passes to his Mark Andrews? A couple of other receivers, sure, but I don't think you're, he's going to beat you with his arm. And we'll come back for episode two and see how wrong I was. But I think that if you lose this game, you're going to lose this game because of his legs, J.K. Dobbins' legs, and their defense. Well, I will tell you that my understanding, right, is that the Ravens' offensive line is subpar, right? Yeah, it's average. It's not horrible, but it's not great. Yeah, I do believe, and maybe this is being biased. I try not to be biased. I try my best not to be biased, but I really believe that the Jets' defensive line is going to be one of the best in the league, okay? So I think that they won't be able to run on us. I I really don't. Now, you said that our weaknesses are secondary. I can't disagree with you. Okay. But I think that we are young, and we have a lot of new faces back there. So I I don't want to say that we are – yes, it's out of the three phases of defense, uh, defensive line, linebackers, and secondary, obviously that's the biggest question mark. Yes. But Lamar Jackson doesn't really scare me with his arm. He doesn't scare me at all either. What at scares all? me? What scares me is bit. that is that we're the Jets, so you know, <laughs> bad shit happens. So I could see Sauce Gardner getting beat. But outside of us being the Jets, Lamar Jackson doesn't scare me with his arm. Shut down Mark Andrews, bring the house, and honestly, I, look, Quinn and Williams to me is going to be the defensive X factor. Okay. He's going to be lined up against rookie Tyler Linderbaum. That's who I wanted to just to draft, actually. That's what I wanted. Right. I wanted them to draft the center, but they ended up drafting Brees Hall. But he's a rookie. Quinnen Williams is on a contract year. It's time to eat, Quinnen. This is your food. This is the time to make your money, to make your mark, to start your year off right. This is a contract year. You have a rookie lined up in front of you. You have to destroy him destroy him okay welcome into the nfl so this is that's my defensive x factor quinn williams has to have a huge game to kick off this huge season to get that huge contract that he needs 
we don't like the fact that we're going he needs to. Do you think he will? Quinton Williams, I, I feel like the second – You can't say that you, you, that you think you're going to end up having the he, best defensive line. It starts with him, obviously. Do you think he eats this game? I think so. I think okay. so. He's ha- He had a good year last year. He he kind of softened up towards the end of the year, but he, he had a good year up until like the last four or five games. Yeah. We had um, JMF, which got a big contract last year. Last year, he's all, Our defensive line is okay. I think that they're going to do their job. I don't see the Ravens running on us very much. We just need to make sure we keep Lamar Jackson intact, like uh, keep check on him. All right. Well, I like the fact that you gave me your X factor in defense. I need an X factor on offense because a lot of people outside of the Jets, like let's mm-hmm. use myself for example. I don't right. think, I don't think, I don't think, I didn't say you don't. I'm saying I don't think. And by all means, correct me if I'm wrong. And I'm not saying you. I just mean any other Jets fan. Don't come for me. I don't think that you do have an X factor on offense. One of the preseason conversations we had was you didn't want Tyreek Hill because you feel like you have a similar role type player in Elijah Moore. Now, Danny and thank you for saying that similar role, right? Yeah, he he plays the same position, I not the you. same skill level. Yeah, but you know how some people are. No, I I, I was going to explain it. Like Danny okay. never Danny never said that they're the same player. What he said was they they play a similar type of role: small, mm-hmm. speedy, yak. That's what Elijah Moore brings to the table. Yep. Now, you feel like Quentin Williams is your X factor on defense. When it comes to that offense, I felt, I felt like you would probably go Michael Carter. I think, I, you know, I, I kind of felt like you were to go that route I, because your running game was solid, solid, not great, solid. Mm-hmm. Last year, second year, improved defense, uh, offensive line. I thought Michael Carter would have been your X factor. That would have been, that's kind of who I think your X factor is. But by all means, tell me who you think your X factor is on offense. Well, when we're talking X Factor, we're talking about not the season as a whole. For the season as a whole, a game changer. For the season as a whole, I think Brees Hall is going to end up being our offensive MVP. Okay. Am I going to be wrong? I don't know, but that's why I feel it's going to be. We'll see. We'll see. For for this specific game, our X Factor, I think, is going to be Tyler Conklin. Ooh. Okay. I I don't. The Ravens are old on their defensive line. They have Calais Campbell. They have, man, I forget who else it was, but some guys up there in age that used to be pretty good. Like, they have nobody that really is going to, I think, bring the pressure too much. Okay. Now, they have a great secondary. Yes, they do. So even though Joe Flacco might have a clean pocket for a lot of the game, I don't think he's going to have much success throwing out to the receivers out deep. So where are we going to win our game? At least in the air, it's going to be in the middle of the field. I don't think the Ravens linebackers can keep up with Tyler Conklin. Okay. So I think he's going to get have a big game this week. He has to have a big game in order for us to have a passing game because it's going to be passes to the running backs and, Tyler, and, and to Tyler Conklin. A lot of people keep talking about C.J. Uzma. Or, man, I keep forgetting how to pronounce that guy's name. C.J. Who's your mama? Yeah. So Uzoma. So I think that everybody's forgetting about Tyler Conklin, but he is a better receiving tight end than C.J. And I think that's who it, our X factor on offense is going to be this game. Okay. I like it. So, that's who you think. So, what are the offensive keys to the game this week? Well, first, Joe Flacco, although he can't move, even if he thinks he has an opportunity to move, don't move. Don't move. Because he cannot. He cannot throw on the run. Now, the the last preseason game against the Giants, he had a decent game. He's spreading the ball around. He had a clean pocket, but for some reason, he decided to take off and run to his right. 
he threw a horrible interception that you wouldn't expect from somebody like Joe Flacco. Yep. But it's because he was running. That's not your game. That's Zach Wilson's game. That's Chris Strebler's game. Yeah. That is not Joe Flacco's game. Cool. So I, I think they'll keep a clean pocket for him. Stay in your pocket. And please do not run out of that pocket. So Joe Flacco has a clean pocket. He's he's savvy enough to find the open receivers when they're there. I think the offensive key is Joe Flacco, stay in your lane. Don't lose us the game. And and find Tyler Conklin. That, that, that's it. I think it's Tyler Conklin X Factor, like I said. Yep. I, I like it. Um, Joe Flacco, stay in your lane. I'll go, I'll go with that sentiment as well. Do what you do best. Take care of the mm-hmm. ball. Accurate passing. Hand it off to Hall. Hand it off to Carter. And I think you got yourself a pretty good recipe. Now, switching. We we and we won't spend too much time on it because we kind of talked about it already. Your defense at case of the game, I, I'm, it's very similar. Stop Lamar Jackson's legs. Make yep. him a passer. Make him a passer. Make him a passer. Make him try to beat you with his arm. Put as much pressure on him as possible. Listen, J.K. Dobbins may play that game. I have him on my fantasy team. Um, I don't know how many. Listen, you went Jets heavy on our draft, so you may have a few Jets players you're starting this week. But no, no? okay, cool. So for me, I'm starting. I'm still starting J.K. Dobbins because I think that the Baltimore Ravens are going to try to run the ball against you. But for me, stop Lamar Jackson, make him a passer, and that's how you're going to beat the Baltimore Ravens. Are you going to? We'll get into that in a second. But what's your defensive key to the game? Well, I've said it a couple of times already. You got to bring the house. And play man-to-man. Rob Sala loves zone. They love it. I hate it. I feel like they carve us up. I don't know why we do it. You got to have, have the players for it. You got to have the players you have, for it. You have Ahmad Gardner. right? He's not sauce yet. And then you have DJ Reed. Trust them. You saw, you saw it. Nobody targeted Ahmad Gardner in the preseason. You saw him. And I think that he might be able to play man-to-man. This is the reason why he went so high in the draft. So trust him. He definitely has some good hit play. I sent you that one snippet of him at practice and the way he was shutting down Elijah Moore. Yes. So so Listen, some things can be taught. Some things can can be taught. Some things can't. Looking at that snippet of the way he was shifting with him, it's like he was basically running the route without running the route. And I think that if you do have that, I agree with you. The, you, okay, you, used, okay. you, used to, you used to have an island, if I'm not mistaken, in New York, right? What, mm-hmm. what was the name of that island? What, what I, was the name I of that? Forgot. I forgot. What, I think it was Revis Island. I, you may yeah. have had that island out there. Sounds familiar. Sauce Island has a pretty good ring to it. Is he ready for that island? No. But I think the only way you find out is by putting him on an island and see what he can do for you. Put him on an island. Let him get burned on that first place for that touchdown, like I'm expecting. Yeah. But after that, you know, he'll he'll, he'll settle down. I really think that that Sauce Gardner is ready to to dominate. I I mean, I, again, he hasn't been targeted, so it's hard to say 100. percent But from what everybody's saying in training camp, from the plays that I watched. When they highlight him, because they don't ever throw his way, but in right. preseason, when they highlight him, and you kind of see his hip work, like you said, the way yeah. he stays with the he's a little handsy. I do expect one or two flags uh next Sunday, but I, I really think that you if you trust these guys man to man and you bring the house against Lamar Jackson, I think the Jets have a real shot at an upset. A real serious shot. And what better week to get an upset than week one? 
isn't that's probably when the most upsets occur on september 11th danny we got two minutes left on our show let's give them what they came here for the gravy on those mashed potatoes sir final prediction I, let me go first go for I, it. we talked about this in the preseason and I, granted when we talked about it in the preseason zach wilson was your quarterback yep i'm gonna say it. on september 11th you guys are gonna show up with emotion on your shoulders not just because mm -hmm. of not, not just because of 9 11 but because it meant so much for the city of new york right this is mm -hmm. this is a day that will always live in infamy right mm -hmm. the new york jets will show up they will stop lamar jackson's running ability i hope and i i don't i don't see how you guys don't walk away with a win now is it am i saying by all stretch of the imagination there's no way they could beat you no no for sure they could beat you but i think all things considered your defense will show up you will make him a passer Joe Flack will take care of the ball. He will hand off the ball to the correct people. I see this game going 20 to the Jets, 16 to the Baltimore Ravens, and you guys escape Baltimore with a dub. Okay. I mean, I like your prediction. Yep. I um before Zach Wilson got injured, I told you this is the week I would like to play the Ravens. I mean, it could be a double-edged sword. I mean, the Ravens could come up with like a brand new type of offense with Lamar Jackson since he's so versatile with his legs that we've never seen and nobody can prepare for, maybe. But I also think that it's great that we've had all of preseason to prepare for Lamar Jackson. The defense that we've been throwing out there, these soft zone coverages, I mean, I feel like they're saving – obviously, most people do. They threw vanilla defenses out there during the preseason to get ready for that first game. I think we're going to be ready for Lamar Jackson. I think the defense finds a way to shut him down. We're at home on 9-11, and I think Joe Flacco will play it safe enough where he can just find Tyler Conklin and the running backs. Look, if you have a running back from the Jets on your team week one, he's probably going to get a – if you're in a PPR league, he's probably going to get a couple of receptions because we're going to be counting a lot on the yak yards because we're not throwing deep on those DBs. I think that we also win a close game, and I'd say 17-14. I like it. I like it. Ladies and gentlemen, that's our predictions. Book it. Go to Vegas. We think that the upset's there. Maybe three points. I think I think that's about the most we'll give it because mine was 20 to 16. Yours is 17 to 14. Yep. I, I, I think three points is probably good, whether it swings in either way. I'm going to go three points as the saving. I don't think it's seven plus. I hope. Um, well, he hopes too. But Yeah, I mean, uh, me more than you. Right. Um, at the end of the day, if he's 0-1 at the bottom of my division, I'm perfectly fine with that. But <laughs> I, I do think you escape Baltimore with a dub. That was yeah. my prediction. You heard it here first from the battered Jet fan himself, the six-borough Daniel G. I am the bearded fanatic. You, you have any kind words to send us home on? Uh, I'm ready to get hurt again. Oh, that's that's the best way we could do. Ladies I, and gentlemen. <laughs> I just predicted a win. Episode two is going to start with another heartbreak. I can just feel it. Danny's going to start Gardner off gave crying. Yeah, yeah, Gardner one. gives up three touchdowns since he hasn't given up one since high school. Like, I could just see it. And ladies and gentlemen, this is why. This is the Battered Jets fans podcast. I am the bearded fanatic. He is the sixth borough Mr. Battered Jet fan himself, Daniel G. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. See you next week. Peace.